Hola, beauty. Welcome back to the Liberated Latina podcast. Today is about to get super soulful, and I am so excited to introduce you to this amazing guest, Kelly Espino. She is a former licensed social worker turned transformational coach and speaker. Kelly helps heart-centered coaches overcome and heal from their traumas, conditioning, limiting beliefs, so that they can increase their confidence, income, and impact. What's really unique about Kelly is that she blends traditional therapeutic frameworks and concepts with inner child healing, subconscious transformation, spirituality, along with business mentorship to ensure you have a total transformation from the inside out. She's also the host of the Empowered You podcast that was recently a guest on her show, so be sure to check that out. And you might have recalled that in a previous podcast episode, I mentioned that I did an inner child healing session with her as part of my week of business healing. And I can personally attest that she is incredible at what she does. She facilitates such powerful transformation. And I'm so excited for you to hear more about her story and feel into her energy because this woman is infectious. So you are in for a treat. Get cozy. If you're driving, put up the volume and let's go ahead and dive right into the interview. Welcome to the Liberated Latina podcast where we talk all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, and business to live our most fulfilled and liberated lifestyles. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, a former burnt-out financial services consultant turned mindset and business coach. I believe that we have a greater calling in life than just clocking in and out of a job and living for the weekends. So if you're ready, grab your cafecito because your liberation starts right now. Oh my gosh, everybody. I am so excited for this interview. We have the beautiful Kelly Espino here with us. I have to just share something before we dive into the interview, just so people really understand. I did a an inner child healing session with Kelly and everything that she's going to share with you, like honestly, really sit and soak it all in because she is so good at what she does. And that session with you was so it was so profound and impactful for me. I'm still like integrating it just with everything that came up. So I am just so delighted that you made time to be here on the Liberated Latina podcast and you're sharing your wisdom and experiences because you are just so amazing and chock full of wisdom. And yeah, I'm just really excited that you're here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, babe. I'm so honored. And I, I want to just shout out you because you are on my podcast, the Empowered You podcast, and I loved our episode together. So I definitely want to shout you out for that. And thank you so much. You know, it was an honor holding space for you. And I'm really just excited to be here because inner child healing is a game changer in every sense of the word. Yes, I'm especially excited because I know I've mentioned inner child healing on the podcast before. It's been such an integral part of my own growth and expansion, specifically with like business and and otherwise, right? Like my entire life, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely no expert at it. So I'm really happy that you're here to share your experience and your expertise. Before we go into that, Mm -hmm. I love to open up these interviews with just, uh, just allowing you to share your story because I think there's so much healing that, especially as women of color, Latinas, for us to hear each other's journeys and experiences and what led us to where we are right now. So if you can provide a little bit of background. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so my whole story is I always felt this calling like I was meant to help people. I was meant to make a difference in the world. But I always struggled with insecurities, always. From childhood, I mean, 
um, I had an older sister and she was like valedictorian and she was so smart and she was beautiful and she was everything. And I would always compare myself to her, never felt good enough. And then coming from a Cuban household, you know how it is. My grandma, food is love, right? So it was like my grandma, like, yeah, feeding you, feeding you, feeding you. And then you get fat and then criticizing you while also still feeding you while also criticizing you. So like I had a lot of, um, and then on top of that, just like the normal media conditioning, um, I had a learning disability. I felt really dumb. I felt really not good enough. So I've always struggled with that. And it's interesting because I'm an extrovert by nature. I'm a Leo. And people misunderstood that as confidence, but no, like I, I really was never confident. I was overcompensating because I was so insecure. So it was a real big mind F because I felt this need to help other people, but then I also was severely insecure. So fast forward to uh, when I was going into school, college, I was like, what the hell am I going to go into? Like, I, I know I want to help people, but I knew I wasn't good with math. I knew business wasn't like, I wasn't even almost thinking about business, which is so funny. Um, I knew medical, no way. So I fell into social work because my, my mom's a social worker. My sister was a social worker and uh, it was a helping profession, you know, and I didn't want to do medical. So I was like, okay, let me fall into social work. But even with social work, I always knew like this internal knowing of this is my right now, but I don't know what is my forever. And I had this, I call it like a purpose identity crisis. Like I was always so fixated and consumed with what's my purpose? What am I meant to be here for? I want to feel lit up. I always felt that. And it was interesting because even in my social work education and career, because I was a social worker for about like eight or so years, I always felt not good enough. It was that limiting belief that just carried with me. And I remember like my first ever running, I was interning, I was running a group program, um, a group, like a group, like an actual group, facilitating a group, that's what I'm talking about, um, in a substance abuse facility. And I remember at that point, I literally just got arrested because I was, I was drinking and I was drugging and I was, um, I was with men that didn't deserve me, but because I didn't know my own worth and I was looking for external validation and approval that I was good enough. And I was a hot ass mess. I was a hot ass mess. So I remember <laughs> like running that group and my hands, babe, my hands were sweating. I had one note, note and the note was like crinkled from my sweat. My heart was beating. And I was like, how are these people going to take me serious when I don't even take myself serious? Like, so insecure. Um, and I was drugging. So I'm in a substance abuse. Like, so it was just like, it was just a mind F and I felt like such an imposter and, uh, slowly but surely, like my supervisor at that time gave me like a, a reality check. And I just was like, Oh, I'm going to get through this. And I left that toxic relationship I was in, which I feel like we all experience at least one really toxic relationship. And I recognized, Oh, I'm, I was in that relationship because I don't love myself. Oh, so that got me on the journey of self-love, which um, Louise Hayes' book, How to Heal Your Life, really helped me and served me on my journey. That led me into like manifestation, which then led me into new opportunities, which then led me into network marketing. I did um, world ventures. It's like a traveling network marketing thing. And even with that, I was still a social worker during the day. And I knew every part of me was like, this is not my forever, but something is telling me this is my right now. And I still was experiencing that like, but what's my purpose, this and that, da da da. And what I uncovered through the network marketing is that, oh, I love to mentor, like I love to coach. And I remember I hit some milestone. It was like a, 
a little milestone, but there was a training and they, they asked everyone who hit that milestone to give like a tip for the audience. And there was like 500 people there and girl, oh my God, it's on my Instagram. Actually. I'm so grateful it's recorded, but I started off and I was like, hi, I'm Kelly and I'm a social worker. And by the end of that one minute, yo, babe, the whole, everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people were standing, um, the energy flowing through my body. I, it was literally electrifying. And I was like, oh my God, this is why I did drugs. Cause I was chasing this high. And I finally felt that high. And I said, holy shit, I meant to speak and I meant to coach. And that's when I knew it. Like, that's what I meant to do. Um, but then you already know fears, limiting beliefs. I didn't start my business until maybe a couple months after that. And it was funny because I actually started my business out of ego. It was total ego. So it was, I, I knew I wanted to do it, but it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I'm a social worker. And then eventually I'm going to be a coach and a speaker. It was always like, eventually later on, I'm going to do that. Um, Cause I was scared. So I was, I was trying to avoid it and push it off. And I remember I was dating this guy from network marketing for literally babe, like two weeks. It was nothing serious, but he was also a coach and he said something on his Facebook status, which I know it's like such first world problems, but like he said something on his Facebook status and it was kind of like, it said something like, if you want to be a speaker, then you have to actually take moves, make action to do it. Oh my God. I was so triggered. And I know. Called out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, girl. And I know he wasn't directly talking to me, but because I knew I was subconsciously like avoiding that, I felt so triggered. I was so angry. And I was like, I was so pissed off that I was pissed on. And that day I hired my business coach and I said, let's get this party started. And, um, a, I started my business, my coaching business and my speaking business four and a half years ago. And at first it was a struggle and I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, and then I, it's just been a process. It's definitely been a process. And I went full time in my business in 2018 and it's been not a linear journey. I want to stress that because I feel we have this misconception that it's like a straight journey once we uncover our purpose. And I had that, Daisy. Like, I literally had like this Disney fairy tale idea that once I uncovered my purpose and I figured out what I was meant to do, all of a sudden my my insecurities were gonna go away, my limiting beliefs, me not feeling good enough or worthy enough or smart enough were just gonna like magically disappear because all the stars aligned and I knew my purpose. And that was just so false, so false. So I know that's a lot, but I'm like, no, are you kidding? I'm like, it's, of course you're a speaker. Like I could listen to you talk all freaking day and I'm like, you all can't see it over the podcast, obviously, but I'm like behind, like on zoom, like snapping <laughs> my hands up like, yes, yes. Okay. So a couple of things that I want to unpack, if you will. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I love that you said that something in you was like, this is not my forever, but this is meant to be my right now mm-hmm. because I, I, you know, it's so interesting. It's really easy to say like, well, this isn't where I want to be. So it's shit. Like, I don't like it. You know, why me? But something that even my brother told me when I was in my corporate career and I was like super, you know, unhappy with it. He's like, you know what? This is a means to your end. Mm-hmm. Like, Take it yeah. for what it is. And I like when you said that, I literally got chills. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like, it's okay for something to be your right now. Mm-hmm. And thank 
God, universe, spirit, that you have that intuition, because if that was what facilitated you to have that aha moment of, oh, like being patient with the process brought you exactly what you needed and not forcing yourself like to make these big ass changes before you're, you're, you're in a space where you're ready or you know exactly what you're meant to do. Yeah. And it's so funny because you highlight patience, but honestly, babe, I wasn't really patient. Like I, I wanted to know. And I think that's so ingrained in us. Like we want that instant gratification. We want to know the, how to plan the A, B, C, D to get to the destination. And I, that was not, that was not my story. And it's still not my story. What I've noticed is like following the breadcrumbs, like literally following, like what you were saying, those intuitive pulls and just that knowing of like, all right, this is not my forever, but it's my right now. And I'm going to make the most out of it. And as long as I set that intention that this is what I want, this is my desires and being open to receive how that's going to unfold in divine timing, but also, you know, doing the work, the inner work and taking some action, like it'll come to you. But it's for me, I don't know, you, you let me know your experience. It's never been like, this is the path. Like it, it just never is that way. No, right. You're right. It's totally following the breadcrumbs. And like, you just like, you get this piece and then you go that way and then you'll get another piece and you'll get that way. It's like, we think that we're just going to have this huge moment where we see, you know, where we're, what, what we're supposed to do for two years or whatever. And it's not like that. And thank God it's not like that because that would be really overwhelming. Like we think we want all the answers, but that's so overwhelming. It's so much better that we get this piece and then that piece and then that piece. Cause that's, that's what I think really leads us to that sustainable growth. Like we just, we're not, we're not meant to like eat all the food at the buffet at once. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Daisy, you're so wise. And I love that you said that because it's so true. Like, yes, in my high high school, college years, I was like, what's my purpose? But if they would have told me then, Hey girl, do you know, you're going to be a coach and a speaker and have your own business. I would have been like, oh, hell no. And I would have ran and I would have self-sabotaged. I would have had fear because I wasn't in the space. I had so much insecurities and so many limiting beliefs and so much conditioning that I wouldn't have even almost been able to receive it, let alone work towards it because I wasn't there. I had to grow. I had to evolve. I had to learn some lessons to then be in the space where I could receive it. So I love that you mentioned that. Mm, So good. Share a little bit more about, cause you mentioned, you know, you were like, you left that abusive relationship and, and then you started like really digging into um, like manifestation and healing work. What were those early days like? Like, what were you really searching for? What did you lean on? Um, and, and how do you, what was the path really that led you down to, to find inner child, inner child healing? English is hard for me. <laughs> inner child <laughs> healing eventually. <laughs> Yeah. So um, are we talking about like once I started my business and infusing law of attraction, are we talking about before I recognize? Honestly, your journey with healing work. Okay. Like I feel like business would tie into it because as we all know, and as I've preached on the podcast before, business is such a beautiful representation of all the ways in which we get to heal ourselves. Totally. Um, but I'm just really curious as to how you started dipping your toes into the healing work to eventually find inner child healing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just curious as to what that path looked like. Yeah, no, totally. It's so funny. So yes, I dabbled into, you know, Louise Hay, her book, Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks, um, The Secret, all that stuff. Right. And um, I thought I loved myself. I really did. And then I started my own business and I was like, holy shit. I say this all the time. You never know how much you don't 
love yourself until you start your own business. Because when your business is not moving, it is a 100% reflection of you and what's going on internally. So babe, your girl over here, I did for the first 11 months in my business, I made no money, none. And I was doing all the things. So my first business coach, she was solely business. Um, and I was doing all the things, which it was a while ago, but what that looked like was the freebie, the mailing list, the website, the live streaming three times a week at least, and really being visible and blah, blah, blah. And I had, I booked discovery calls and stuff like that. And they would tell me, yeah, I'm going to work with you. Yeah, I'm going to work with you. But no one would ever actually work with me. And I just, I, again, it was that whole idea of like, but I thought this was my purpose. Why is it anything like aligning? Why isn't, shouldn't this be easy? I thought this was what I was meant to do. So then I went in another confusion, like, what's wrong? Like, what, where, what's going on? Like, why? And a victim energy and everything. And then I finally was like, all right, let me put a pause. So I ended my services with the, the business coach. Um, I, I recognized that I, she was good at what she did for her own self, but she was like trying to mold me into her and it just didn't feel right. But I didn't know that at the time. Cause you know, you're learning, you know, it was so new to me. Um, and I felt this inner calling, babe. It was like spirituality, spirituality, go to spirituality because I grew up in a very spiritual home. It's very interesting. Like my, my aunt is a psychic. My grandma was a psychic. Um, when I was younger, I used to see things like spirits and it scared me. And I like, I closed that shit down because I had so much fear around it. But my family is very, was, is very spiritual, but I never even almost thought to include spirituality into my life, let alone my business. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then what happened was I felt this pause, like, okay, I paused my business for at least three or four months. I felt the call to spirituality. And then all of a sudden someone invited me into like uh, a spiritual business Facebook group, or I forget what it was called. And I literally, Daisy, I, my eyes opened and I said, oh my God, this is a thing. Like you could have a spiritual business. Like I, it wasn't even in my reality. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I, I, I found this business second coach that I started working with. And then what I recognized was that all the work we did was all healing, all inner work. I literally did like, yeah, sprinkle business here and there, but I couldn't even almost like run challenges or put programs or offers out there because I had limiting beliefs. I had these stories of, you know, in the past when I was a social worker, the agency pays me, not the client. So now I have these clients paying me. How do I charge accordingly? What if I'm not good enough? What, what if I can't solve their problems? What if I'm, you know, all these imposter syndrome, fraud thoughts, not good enough. Like, oh, it, so it made sense. Now reflecting back, I'm like, no, duh. No wonder why I didn't make any money in my business because I had so much inner work and healing I had to do, you know? So oh my yeah. God, this is so freaking good. Like, <laughs> yes. The external oh circumstances, we could either see it to your point, right? There's always options. We could either see it as like, we're a victim of this circumstance and what's never going to happen for us in retreat, or we could look at it as, hmm what do I have to look at here? Like, what is this trying to tell me? It's always just information. Yeah. And I love that you, I really admire that you're like, you know what? The first eight months, 11 months, I didn't make no money because like, let's just normalize that things don't always work out, you know, perfectly. And it's so easy to look on Instagram and people are like, oh my gosh, my first month in business and I made a hundred K, you know, like crazy things. Yeah. And that makes us think, wow, what's wrong with me? 
Like that's not going to happen for me. Like that's not happening for me. What's wrong with me? I'm not good enough. Up, oh, let's give up now. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, I, I love your. It's so refreshing to just hear your honesty and for you to really shine a light on the importance of healing in your business, not just the doing. And especially for women of color, like we're used to overworking, like we're used to struggling, like that's that's what we grow up hearing. So that that becomes really safe for us. But that doesn't mean that that has to continue to be your normal. And the, the, for me, the biggest key to, to show that is we get to heal the generations of, of you know, conditioning and the cultural conditioning. And that's really the key to, to achieving more without having to stay in that struggle. Yes, it's so true, babe. And I will say everything was great once I started doing that healing and I had my day job still, and then I was making money in my business. Then the next up level that was very uncomfortable for me was I left my day job and I went full-time in my business. And at even before that, like I felt intuitively, like it was like August, you're leaving your, your, your day job in January. And I was like, okay, once it started getting closer to January, panic attacks, like feeling like so nervous. Can I do this? Blah, blah, blah. I eventually, I, I, February 2nd was my, when I, you know, I left and girl, I literally had only $700 in my accounts total. Um, I had a couple clients that were ending with me. I had a group program that I just launched that was only like a couple weeks long. And then it was just like, all right, let's have faith. Let's see how this unfolds. And the first couple of months, it was fine until I hit a financial rock bottom. It was summer of 2018. And I remember, girl, like, I kid you not, I had like, I want to say $7 in my account total. I had credit cards maxed out, my PayPal, zero, zero, zero. I did not know how I was going to pay my bills. Like I had no idea how the money was going to come in and the scarcity that came over me. And what really shook my world was that I had this messaging of, you know, don't allow your circumstances to define you. You are a creator. You can create the life you want. Like keep going. You are worthy because you are alive and you exist and you're born like you breathe. And then at the same time, I'm here crying my eyes out, associating my worth to my bank account and being like, oh my God, I'm a fraud because I felt unworthy because I was attaching my worth to my bank account. I felt the scarcity, the lack. I was allowing my circumstances to define me. I was allowing my circumstances to like hold me down. And I, it was such a difficult, tough, tough, tough time in my life. And I remember like, I cried. I asked for help. I surrendered. I literally, Daisy, I kid you not, I would meditate my life away, like literally eight hours wanting to be rescued by source, by spirit, like a divine intervention. And I was just searching and I'm just like, why is this so hard? You know, if how could something that lights me up so much not be right for me? And I remember thinking like, let me look at days, like other jobs to apply. And my whole body was like constricted. And I was like, I could not even almost get myself to apply to even one job. Cause I was like, Oh no. Like I, so it was a mind fuck because I'm like, all right, this is my purpose. And it lights me up and I can't unsee what I now know and what I now feel. So I have to do this, but at the same time I got to live. Like I have, I have, you know, bills and you know, have to live. So it was really, really difficult for me. But what was born through that time was a retreat. I was like, I, I did my first ever retreat. That was an investment. I totally did not know what the F I was doing. I lost a lot of money in that. But what that what that um, came to light was that I love doing retreats. I love 
you know, group work, community work. Like I love that, that I can do it. Like I haven't, I am able to do it. I have the content for it. Um, and that's when I did an inner child healing meditation, just because I felt called to do an inner child healing group meditation. And it was so much, I had such positive feedback. Women literally like it, it changed their life. And it was so, it was incredible to hear and then what really got me into inner child healing that changed the entire game for me was Bruce. I don't know if you're familiar with Bruce Lipton's work. Um, it, it's a book called like the biology of beliefs and, um, no. No, oh my God, babe, you gotta check him out. He's freaking awesome. But so he, the biology girl, of beliefs. That's what yeah. I was Oh, I, you need, know what? I need to read that. Yeah, girl. I honestly didn't even read the book, but if you go on YouTube, there's so much of Bruce Lipton that he talks about. There's so many interviews. And there was one interview that my girlfriend sent me, my friend Elvita, and what he said in his research is that 95% of our current reality comes from the programming in our subconscious mind, the old programming. So that means old program um, actions, behaviors, thoughts, language, decisions, um, emotions, responses, literally everything that comes together to create your reality is stored in your, isn't coming from your subconscious mind, right? So, and he's like, and this is not woo, this is not from spirit. This is the neuroscientist community have agreed that at least is even more than 95% is coming from your subconscious mind. So I was like, whoa, but then this is what changed the entire game for me. And it made so much sense. And he was like, this conditioning that's in your subconscious mind that you're creating from was downloaded between the ages of zero to seven years old, 14 being generous. So me looking at as it like at it through a, a licensed social worker lens, like developmentally, I was like, holy shit. So you're born, it makes sense. Clean slate. You have no, no nothing. And then based off of what you observed and what you absorbed and what you witnessed and whatever you experienced and however you perceive that experience, whether it was quote unquote right or wrong or healthy or not or whatever that then becomes the programming in your subconscious mind that you're now creating from in your adult life. This blew my mind because when you're those ages, zero to 14 years old, everything is all or nothing. You're an extremist, right? Like everything is black or white. You internalize everything. Everything's about you. So for example, um, I always like to give this example. Let's say you grew up in a home where there was domestic violence, whether it was emotional, physical, spiritual, energetic, psychological, whatever. You witnessed DV, domestic violence from your caretakers, your parents or grandparents, whoever. As a child, you may have, and everyone's different, right? And how they process it or perceive it, but you may have seen that and, and downloaded a program in your mind that says love equals abuse, struggle, and pain. Not knowing you're doing this because this is all below conscious. We don't have awareness to it. Fast forward to your adult life. You're now attracting all these relationships and friendships where there's some level of domestic violence. And you're like, what the F is going on? Because consciously, you don't want to be in a domestic violence relationship. No one wants that. But subconsciously, based off of your childhood, you downloaded a program that said love equals abuse, struggle, and pain. So in a, in a subconscious way, there's a comfort in that, in that toxicity. Isn't that crazy? I love that you mentioned that because something that was that was even transformational for me and it came up in our session is as adults in our adult body we logically know certain things so when yeah. we feel things when we're in a situation that's triggering or whatever 
we we try to logic our way out of it and then yeah. into action it's like mm-hmm. well logically okay i know that i have to do this i don't know why this emotion is coming up like it's stupid i know i shouldn't be mad at this like it's no big deal mm-hmm. and then we just move on mm-hmm. yeah but you're right through the lens of a child how would they see that and and where did you like this every circumstance give or take is pretty much neutral so like where did we learn that this certain thing has this energetic or emotional charge to it and that was so that was so transformational for me to be like okay no 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 wait but how would my inner child like what what about this is re- like reactive or triggering from to my inner child how mm-hmm. does she see this mm-hmm. i love that you mentioned that because even now as adults like um i sometimes i work with clients and they're like oh my childhood was great i have no trauma nothing da 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 and what's happening here is as an adult you can logically think and rationally think so let's say for example you live in a you were in a household where your dad left the family your mom was um, a, a single mom working three jobs you never saw her she she had to do what she had to do, right? As an adult, you look back and you're like, respect. You know, my mom had to pay the bills, especially now as an adult. I understand the struggle. I get it, blah, blah, blah. But so you rationally can justify the trauma that you experience. And you're like, oh, no big deal. But your inner child can't think like that and doesn't think like that. So all your inner child may be feeling is, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough for mom to be here. Like, why doesn't she want to spend time with me? You know, X, Y, and Z. Or like, let's say it could be as small as you were in third grade and your caretaker forgot to pick you up. And you're like, you downloaded this imprint that you're not memorable. You're not good enough. People are not going to come, come for you. Like, it's so mind blowing how it all is then it all is connected to inner child healing. And that's why I'm so freaking passionate about it because your inner child is literally the driving force in your life right now in all areas. And the problem with that is a lot of our inner children are wounded. You know, we've all experienced trauma to some degree or not like because people are so wrapped up in like, Oh, well it wasn't that bad, quote unquote, that bad. Doesn't matter. It literally, it could have been, I had one woman um, that came to a retreat and she's like, my childhood was great. I was always supportive, blah, blah, blah. We did the inner child healing meditation. And what came through was that she feels so incapable because everything was provided for her as a child. So because she was so um, provided for and everything was given to her, she felt like, like she couldn't create that self, like, that belief within herself, that capability within herself. So it's a, it was affecting her present day and in her business because she didn't feel like she could do it alone because she's been catered towards. So just, that's just one example of many, you know? So it's just a lot. It's, it's crazy, right? Life-changing. It's, it's, it is life-changing. And it's why <laughs> my private clients will know this, but if you're listening to this. I, I met Kelly and I was like, I have to involve this work in like the transformation of my clients because and I want you to share a little bit about how it changed your business um but what we don't realize is that like we we can't abandon our inner child and 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 I I'm I'm the number one like offender of this I've abandoned homegirl like for so long because I was just like listen like we know better like let's go it's fine and we get into the go 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 mm-hmm. but in your business like she she has a seat at the table too. Mm-hmm. She has wisdom. That's what I learned. Like my inner child is sassy. She is direct. Mm-hmm. And what I'm implementing now is, oh, like I also get to implement a little bit of that 
Like I'm wearing a red lip today. Like I, she, she had wisdom for me mm-hmm. and yeah. she's so like, she's so wise and knowledgeable and all of your inner childs are like, they, they're, they're not reacting for no reason. Like they have something that they need to tell you. And it's, 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 it's wisdom that why not incorporate that into your business? It's only going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. So how did that work change your business? I'm so curious. Yeah. And I just have to add to that because yes, girl, like you're totally right with the wisdom piece, but also like I'm thinking of one client where she wanted, she started working with me. She wanted to launch a podcast and start a book, but there was something like she kept like procrastinating, avoiding self-sabotaging. And what we uncovered through her inner child was that she didn't feel safe to be seen. She, it was like a safety thing and she didn't want to, she was scared to not belong because she felt like she didn't belong. She was very religious programming and trauma that she's experienced. So we had to do the inner child healing work. We had to, she had to start reparenting her inner child that she's safe to speak her truth and safe to really um, put herself out there, safe to be seen. And through the work that we did, she then launched her podcast and she started writing her own book. And if we didn't do the inner child healing she would, there would always been something within her that just kept self-sabotaging or avoiding or procrastinating because your inner child is a version of you. Like, yes, your inner child has, is like its own energy, but she's still you. So like you, and when we heal your inner child, you heal your adult self and vice versa. So it really is like a team, a team. Totally. Yeah. And, and I talked about this today. There's such an illusion of like separation, mm-hmm. right? It's like, there's us right now. And then there's inner child over here. She's separate. We don't know her. Mm-hmm. And then we have our future self, which we think is so far from who we are right now. But like, we are all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's the more that we try to separate ourselves from who we truly are, it just makes us more and more fragmented. And of course, things can't flow business-wise or, or otherwise, because we're, we're not really connecting all these different pieces of us. It's like, well, you know, the version of me that's fully booked with clients is like over here. And like, I don't know her. She's so like foreign to me, completely separate. And then there's my inner child who's like always whining and I don't know where to deal is. And like, we don't know her. And we just start like separating ourselves more and more from what we truly want. It's so true. And I, I, I love that you said that because I feel like it's hard. It's difficult for people to really grasp it. Like they're like inner child. What do you mean? Like, I don't get it. I'm an adult. I don't, I don't. And I get that. And everyone, depending on which inner child's uh, quote unquote expert or person you're talking to, everyone has a different perspective on it. But like, for me, I believe inner child is versions of yourself, energy of yourself that is stored in your subconscious mind. That is a part of your overall vibration in this human, in your adult's human experience. So they're very, I believe your inner child and all the different ages are very much still very real in your energy and in affecting your current reality. You know, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm curious, how do you integrate your inner child? Like, what do you, so if somebody's like trying to get grounded and like, okay, but what does this actually look like? Like, for you that you're so like knowledgeable about this work, but even you have to like really practice and like connect with her. What does that practice look like in your business and just in your life? How do you integrate her? I love that you, that's a great question, Dave. So I do have a free inner child healing meditation, which um, as long as you go to my website, it's the pop-up. So um, I'm sure it's going to be in the show notes, uh, but I would love if you're 
if anyone's listening and they're feeling called, definitely check out that inner child healing meditation that I have. And if not, go on YouTube and just Google inner child healing meditations. I mean, there's so many or insight timer, you know, that's one way, but I know a lot of times, especially Latinas that are always on the go, they're like, uh, meditation, I don't know. So that might be a jump for some people, which is totally fine. What I, what I love to do is when I wake up, I, I literally just put my hand on my heart and I, with my thoughts, just legit have a conversation with her. Like, Hey, and you know, it's funny because a lot of times my, when I started doing this inner child healing work, I was kind of avoiding her. I was, cause I was helping everyone else's inner child. And she, I remember tuning in with her and she was so upset with me. Cause she's like, you're abandoning me. Like you're helping all these other inner child children, but you're not helping me. And I was like, Oh snap. Like I got like totally slapped by her. And so what I started doing was for a good month, for 30 days, I wanted to really cultivate that relationship with her. And every morning I would just literally check in. How'd you sleep today? Um, Oh, do you need anything from me? I invite her into my workout. I was like, do you want to work out with me today? She usually says no, but I'm like, do you want to be a part of my day today? Like, do you want to be a part of my sessions? And then she's like, nah, I'm like, what do you want to do? So that's a way. And the thing what I, with some of your listeners, I just want you to realize, like, get out of your head. Because I know sometimes you could be like, am I imagining this? Like, am I, am I making this up? Like, but honestly, just trust because we connect with energies. We can connect in a variety of ways. Some people may see their inner child through their third eye. Some people might just hear them as thoughts. That's how I connect with her. Sometimes you just feel what she's saying. You just know what she's saying. It's all a part of it. And you just, your job is really just to trust. So it's to set that intentional time to connect with her, but also trust what you're receiving. So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it, journaling. So just set the intention to connect with your inner child. And you can just start journaling and just saying, Hey, you know, what's up? How are you? How are you feeling? I have a desire to connect with you. You know, what brings you joy? What do you want to do today? And just trust what comes through again, whether it's thoughts, memories, um, feelings, knowings, just trust it all. You know, what's so interesting is that my, um, with my, during my session with you, my inner child would, would, she would talk to me through like, it was like very direct language, but so that was like thoughts, but it was also visions. Ooh. Like, like she would just flash these like scenes mm-hmm. and I would visually see it. Like I had, like, she showed me something from earlier that day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, she was trying to show me like, Hey, look, you have this morning routine, but like you, you basically repurposed it to do more. Cause it's true. Like I would show up to journal and I would just think about my to do's and like, what are my intentions for the day? Which really were like, what are the actions I need to take today? <laughs> and she was so direct. She's just like that, that vision just flashed in my mind. Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting like, how there's different ways that they talk to you. A hundred percent, babe. But if you, re- if you realize that was, yes, you had the memory. I mean, the, like the flashback, she showed you the image, but then it was also you trusting your knowing that you received from the image. Oh, she's telling me that, you know, like exactly what you were just saying. So you filtered it in your knowing. And it, so it's all freaking connected. It really is. You know, it's, really powerful, but I do want to say only 60% of the world can see with their third eye. Like, so don't get caught up in that because I know for me personally, I don't see my inner child. And in the beginning of this work, spirituality in general, I would do these meditations of seeing your spirit guide. And I'm like, but where are they? Cause they, everything is very like, you look to the left and your spirit guide appears and I would see black and I would beat myself up and I'd be like, I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not good enough. Blah blah. blah. And I wish someone would have told me what I'm telling you guys right now is that 
yeah, you can see, you, you may be able to see, but you may not be. And that's okay. There's still all these other ways to connect with energies, the feeling, the knowing, the trusting, the thoughts, it's all connected. Mm. So I would love to just like close this up. Cause now that people are like, Ooh, this is juicy. I need to like get into this. What are, what are some like common I don't know if I want to call them symptoms, but like, let me know if you feel me on this. Like what are some common symptoms or side effects that people may be experiencing when, maybe when they reach out to you that are indications of, Ooh, that's like, you need to connect to your inner child. Like this is an invitation to lean into that work. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I love that you asked me this question. It's great. So especially for your people, I know for sure perfectionism inner child, like blinking big, big letters, inner child work needed. Um, also people pleasing. So like, do, you know, doing, doing, doing. And it makes sense because if you grew up in a household where you got attention when you achieved, when you got the A's, when you, you know, yeah, all the conditions, right? So it's pro, it could program that conditioning in your subconscious mind to have to be the best, you know, perfection and to do, 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 to be quote unquote worthy. So that definitely, um, unrealistic, high expectations that's another one that is like really big like straight up inner child um constantly criticizing yourself and judging yourself and not feeling good enough a great another indication um fear of abandonment that's a big one like definitely inner child um not standing up for yourself or believing that your voice matters especially if you're coming from a hispanic household we were you know told like the conditioning was like children are seen, but not heard. And like, you know, um, so that is a big one is the speaking your truth. And also if you've experienced, you know, um, trauma or sexual trauma as a child or anything like that, that could really affect your throat chakra. And especially if you're in business, it is 100% affecting your ability to be visible and to, and to share your messages. Um, because of that, you know, there's, it's just, there's so much, um, you could be self-soothing with food and substances, sex, um, comparison. Oh, that's a big one. Comparison and codependency is another sign of inner child feeling needing, needing to be done. Um, struggling with romantic relationships, basically anything and everything can be linked to your inner child. Because like what I was telling you, the inner, your inner child is your subconscious mind, basically the driving force in your life. So if you look at any area of your life and if it's not what you desire, right? Like it's not what you, if you're not feeling fulfilled, I bet you 95% of that, like, I bet you money, it's connected to your inner child. You know what I mean? All roads lead to inner child, man. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) I might be biased. I might be biased because, you know, I love this work and I see the transformation, but I also, I just, I always refer back to the research because you can't deny the research of the 95% of your, your life is coming from your subconscious mind and the programming in there is from your childhood. But I will say, because that's not like a a death sentence, right? Like we have how neuroplasticity works, subconscious reprogramming, healing. You can change those neural pathways. You can change those programmings and reprogram new empowering programming in your subconscious mind. It is so beyond possible, but first we need to acknowledge it and be recognize it and make it in our child's healing and the subconscious programming a priority to then start shifting it and changing it, you know? Boom. Yes, totally. (laughs) So where can people find you? Kind of spoiler alert, my private clients have access to in certain ways. Cause like, like I said, this, this work is 
like don't sleep on this work basically like it is so it's so transformational and not just for business results like it's so much bigger than that it it affects how you show up in the world Mm -hmm. and that just affects everything else in your life and what's and what's made available to you but if somebody wants to start getting their toes dipped and if they just want to be in your energy and keep up with you where can they find you Yes. So definitely my website, www.kellyspino.com. That's where the meditation's at. Like definitely check it out. Um, but if you really want to hang out with me, be in my energy, I'm over there on Instagram at it's Kelly Espino. I have a Facebook, but like, I don't know, man, I'm not really feeling Facebook these days. I'm really just chilling on Instagram. Um, so definitely don't hesitate to reach out. I love to connect and I'm like, I'm so passionate about this work because I know firsthand how life-changing it is, but also I've seen it. Like I'm thinking of this one guy that came to me and he only had one inner child healing session with me. And he, his presenting quote unquote presenting issue was commitment issues, like romantic commitment issues. Girl, I kid you not within a year, he's now engaged. I'm like, and I'm not taking all the credit of inner child healing, but I do know that intention is everything. And that inner child really helped him uncover like what he needs to work on and heal and like he found love like that so this work is just so powerful it's so needed and I'm just so grateful thank you so much for having me your questions were amazing I'm like fired up I'm like sweating my armpits are hot I know me too I'm like jumping around (laughs) yeah my armpits are hot I'm like um this was amazing and I really I'm so grateful to you thank you so much for having me no, are you kidding? Thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for being here. Like I'm so I'm just so honored to to have met you. And also check out her Empowered You podcast, everybody. Like yeah, thank you. I, I, I got lost in the rabbit hole. <laughs> like I was listening to your ayahuasca episode and I was like, oh my gosh. It's so yeah. interesting. I could just listen to you talk for days. So Aww, if you if you were vibing with us, like stay in Kelly's energy, go to her podcast, go to her Instagram. She's just a special soul in my opinion. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye everybody. Woo. Can we all agree that we love Kelly? I love her. Her energy is so infectious. Be sure to check out all of her links. I'm including it in the description and the show notes. If you're interested in inner child healing, check out her 90 minute intensive it's a great way to get started with this work and actually if you're thinking about becoming a private client of mine kelly is one of the contributing coaches that comes in and facilitates a session as part of your program curriculum because i totally am the first one to admit that healing inner child healing specifically has been so transformational in me being able to elevate into higher levels of income and impact in my business And I definitely want to make sure that as part of any holistic business program, healing is a part of it. And I'm so happy that she's agreed to come in and facilitate transformation for my clients. If you're interested at all, go ahead and follow her links, check out her work, and open yourself up to experience this for yourself. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. amiga real quick did you find value in today's episode if you did take a screenshot right now share it on your instagram story with your biggest takeaways and be sure to tag me at the liberated latina this allows me to see what you are most enjoying about the show and it grows our community of liberated hermanas thank you so much for hanging out today i hope you had as much fun as i did and i'll catch you in the next one besitos